More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered how many Americans have actually gotten religious exemptions that have been honored for saying that they're not going to get vaccinated? Now, in this country, you're supposed to be able to get religious exemptions for certain medical things. It's important, right? It's a important part of people's lives when it comes to their faith. And in this country, you're supposed to be able to get religious exemptions if you believe it goes against your religious beliefs. Now, before I continue on this shocking news about how many people actually have not been given exemptions, I want to ask you, please hit the share forward button and share this podcast with your family and friends. Please hit that auto download or subscribe button so you can get this podcast for free every single day. Have you ever wondered how many people have actually gotten exemptions? Well, we're starting to see data for the first time of just how intolerant the United States government is of those in this country who are religious. This may be the most shocking number I have seen when it comes to the government overreach and their lack of respect of American individuals when it comes to their faith. We now know with new data that has come out that directly correlates to the military that just 0.06% of religious exemption requests have been granted for the U.S. Marines. That's right. The Marine Corps has granted just two religious exemptions to the over 3,200 applicants appealing the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Only two, which if you break that down, it means it's 0.06% of religious exemptions have been granted. Two out of 3,220 applicants. As of January the 12th, according to the Marine Corps Times, two of the 3,212 religious exemption requests have been granted for the vaccine, which was mandated by the president for all active duty Marines to receive by November the 28th, 2021. As I said, that figure amounts to 0.06% of the request being granted. In other words, it's basically worthless to fill out a religious exemption with the United States government. If Marines don't receive either a COVID-19 vaccine or an exemption, they will be discharged. Roughly 150 exemption requests are still waiting review. The Military Times reported, or the Marine Corps Times reported, I should say. Quote, due to privacy considerations, we are unable to discuss the specifics of any individual requests. That's what Captain Andrew Ward commented to the Marine Corps Times. He outlined the review process for Marines seeking COVID-19 vaccination exemption, saying, the initial request is reviewed by the first lieutenant colonel commander. The Colonel Commander and Commanding General in the requesting Marines chain of command before being sent off to Deputy Commandant for Manpower and Reserve Affairs. 
Within Manpower and Reserve Affairs, a three-person panel reviews each request before making a recommendation to the deputy commandant. In other words, you're screwed. If the request is denied, the Marine who initially filed the request has the right to appeal to the assistant commandant of the Marine Corps, who then personally reviews each appeal before making a final decision. Since the vaccine mandates were first rolled out, the Marine Corps has been the least vaccinated force in the Department of Defense. Marine Corps Commander General David Berger blamed the hesitancy on, quote, online disinformation. Yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't be people actually believe this is going against their religious beliefs, right? No, it's got to be online disinformation. You have to ask each individual Marine their reason why. Berger said on November the 4th at an Aspen Security Forum. But I think we're challenged, quote unquote, by disinformation that still swirls around about where the genesis, how did this vaccine get approved? Is it safe? Is it ethical? All that swirls around the Internet and they see all that they read all of this. So in other words, you're stupid for reading and trying to do your own research. Now, this is a obviously bigger issue. The fact that the U.S. Marines have only granted two religious exemptions, and I'm dying to know which religion those two people were. My guess is they're probably not evangelical Christian. I'm guessing. I'm I'm totally guessing, but I bet that's probably not the religion they gave this to. Why is it that the United States government under the Biden administration is literally driving an 18-wheeler over the religion of 3,200-plus Marines because they don't care about your faith and they don't care about your religion and you are going to comply or you're going to get kicked out of the military. Now, this isn't the only place where this administration has become completely intolerant. Right now on highways, there are signs up coming into America that say COVID vaccine exit. Flashing big signs that say COVID vaccine exit. Why? Because the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, has banned unvaccinated truckers from the United States of America. This has exasperated exacerbated the supply chain carnage. Now, this move has been criticized by virtually everyone that deals with supply chain issues in the United States of America. It has been criticized by truckers. It's been criticized by transportation experts. And it's been criticized because of the hypocrisy. And I was down at the border a week and a half ago. And I can tell you from being at the border a week and a half ago, the illegal immigrants that are coming across, they are not being tested for COVID. They're coming in from all over the world. They're coming in from Haiti and everywhere else halfway around the world where new variants could be popping up that we don't even know about yet. And we are allowing them into this country right now without being vaccinated, much less even being tested. But if you're a truck driver in your truck driving goods in and out of America, no, 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 we're going to ban you, which will exacerbate the supply chain carnage that we're dealing with right now. It will lead to even more inflation as well. The Biden White House 
is now requiring all non-U.S. citizens, including Mexican and Canadian truck drivers, not illegal immigrants coming across the border, just the truck drivers, to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination in order to enter the country via all land ports of entry and ferry terminals. The move is certain to exacerbate existing supply chain issues, experts are warning the White House. The Department of Homeland Security announced the new policy on January the 22nd. The Department of Homeland Security is requiring that non-U.S. individuals entering the United States of America via land ports of entry or ferry terminals along our northern and southern borders be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Now, does that mean you got to be boosted? That's my question. If you got two shots, does you have to be boosted? If it hadn't been, what about natural immunity? Because as I'm speaking to you right now, I have COVID-19. I have been vaccinated and I have been boosted. I feel very blessed to be able to make that medical decision because I have asthma. And luckily, so far, my COVID-19 has been tolerable. I'm glad I'm not in the hospital. But my question is, when they say fully vaccinated, does that mean that they have to be boosted? And I'll get back to the reason why I'm asked that question in a moment. You must be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and be prepared to show related proof of vac- vaccination. That's what the Secretary Mayorkas said in a new statement. Now, if you're coming across the border illegally, you can come across the border with no vaccine card, no no proof of vaccination, no test required, and we will allow you into this country and, and, and you will be released into this country. And we have been told that up to 20 to 30% of those coming across the border illegally are COVID-19 positive and very well could be carrying the next variant of COVID-19 right now from all over the world. Quote, these new restrictions will apply to non-U.S. individuals who are traveling for both essential and non-essential reasons. They will not apply to U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, or U.S. nationals. The Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, said in the new announcement. Now, again, why is none of this applying to illegal immigrants? The DHS details how all non-U.S. individuals traveling to the United States of America via land ports of entry or ferry terminals, whether for essential or non-essential reasons, must be able to do the following. Number one, verbally attest to their COVID-19 vaccination status. Provide proof of a CDC-approved COVID-19 vaccination, as outlined on the CDC website. Present a valid Western Hemisphere Travel Initiative, also known as a WHTI, complaint document, such as a valid passport, trusted traveler program card, or enhanced tribal card, and be prepared to present any other relevant documents requested by a U.S. Customs and Border Protection officer during a border inspection. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The decision comes amid America's grocery stores facing unprecedented shortages, bare shelves around the country. We're having problems with basic, important things like baby formula right now. And this problem, which we currently have, will be exacerbated by this policy, given its relevance to truck drivers attempting to enter the United States of America via Mexico or the Canadian border. The measure also follows pharmaceutical giants reaching unprecedented levels of lobbying, both in terms of spending and the number of personnel hired, despite studies showing vaccines are not necessarily effective in preventing COVID-19 contraction. But they're spending the money to demand these vaccines like never before. The lobbying side of this is what we really need to be focusing on. I'm going to take a moment, but I want you to understand. Pharmaceutical giants right now are reaching totally unprecedented levels of spending and levels of spending on lobbying. They're spending it to get some of the most well-connected people in Washington and state by state to lobby for vaccine mandates and vaccines for children and boosters for children and boosters for every American. They're spending unprecedented numbers of dollars hiring people to do this because they're making billions and billions and billions of dollars off of vaccines. Now, I'm not saying that's a reason not to take a vaccine. You need to make the right medical decision for you. As I said, literally, as I'm speaking about this right now, I have COVID-19. But it doesn't make any sense logically to demand this while we're in the middle of inflation and shortages, while allowing illegal immigrants to come across the border untested from literally all over the world and not mandating that they be vaccinated. We're not mandating that illegal immigrants stay in this country, get vaccinated at the border. Now, this crackdown follows the Biden regime, whose open border policy continues to be exploited by not only pedophiles, but human traffickers, allowing illegal aliens residing in the U.S. to use criminal arrest warrants now as a form of documentation to travel in our actual airport ports. This is not a joke. It was a big story, and I mentioned this in a podcast earlier last week. And I'll expand on it a little bit more. But the, the, the TSA has now confirmed that it is allowing illegal immigrants to use arrest warrants, active arrest warrants, as a proof of ID in America's airport port so they can travel. Now, this was broken by Fox News Channel. And the Transportation Security Administration, which is supposed to keep you secure and safe while flying, confirmed that it is allowing illegal immigrants to use active arrest warrants as an alternative form of ID to board airplanes in America. 
Quote, for non-citizens and non-U.S. nationals who do not otherwise have acceptable forms of ID for presentation at security checkpoints, the TSA may also accept certain DHS-issued forms, including ICE Form 1200, that is a warrant for arrest of an alien, the TSA spokesman told Fox News. So now you can have an arrest warrant, and you can show that arrest warrant to the Department of Homeland Security at a airport, and they will let you get on a plane, folks. This is the Biden administration literally, deliberately, and purposely unloading an ungodly amount of illegal immigrants on this country to fundamentally change this country. They're not protecting you as an American citizen. They're protecting the illegal immigrants who aren't American citizens at this point. And they're trying to bankrupt the American citizens, hurt the American citizens while doing it. Now, the agency added that the document will then be, quote, validated via an alien identification number being checked against Customs and Border Protection databases. They say all passengers who identify is verified through the, quote, ultimate procedures, and they receive additional screening before being allowed into the secure areas of the airport. So you have an active person with a warrant on your plane traveling with you deliberately on purpose by the TSA. Under the leadership of the Biden administration, the use of arrest warrants as ID first reported by the Daily Caller who broke this with CNN, or excuse me, with Fox News, came in response to a congressional query by Representative Lance Gooden, a Republican from Texas, who had been investigating the process by which migrants are brought into the country. In November, Gooden's office received a packet given to migrants via a whistleblower. That packet included flight information, copies of the notice to appear from Customs and Border Protection, a list of pro bono legal service providers, maps of major cities in the U.S., and information and legal assistance, all in Spanish, given to them by the United States government under the direction of Joe Biden's administration. It also included a letter from the nonprofit to be handed to TSA officials, urging them to allow onto a flight with the limited ID they have. And the letter says they should, that it should be adequate for them to, to, to search in the Secured Flight Program database. Quote, President Biden is putting millions of Americans at risk by allowing known criminals and potential terrorists to fly on U.S. airlines, Congressman Gooden said in a statement this week. A criminal alien shouldn't be allowed to board a plane after presenting a warrant for their arrest to the United States government. They should be detained and brought before a judge, not allowed to travel across state lines many times. The revelation comes as the crisis at the southern border shows a little sign of slowing, by the way. According to a court filing earlier this month, there were 178,000 migrant encounters in December alone, up from the month before. How bad is it at the border right now? We'll listen to part of this Fox News segment on the crisis at the border from today. The long-awaited ICE report from the Biden administration, now almost a month late. The report, which contains key data on ICE's arrests and deportations for the fiscal year of 2021, would shine a light on the crisis at our southern border as record numbers of migrants pour into the U.S. Bill Malusian is tracking this in real time for us in La Jolla, Texas. Hey, Bill. 
Hey Jackie, good afternoon to you. So we're picking up right where we left off. Just in the first three months of fiscal year 2022, there have already been more than half a million migrant encounters down here at the southern border. That is more than double the first three months of fiscal year 2021. Take a look at this video we shot here in La Jolla yesterday. We got a winter storm coming through the area, but still migrants are showing up. Haven't seen as many family units, but we did see this small group of families uh, turning themselves in yesterday here in La Jolla. They had very young children with them, including one little girl. She was about one years old. Uh, they were from Honduras. That little girl didn't have any shoes with her. She made this journey barefoot. Uh, the family, the mother told us they had been traveling for 25 days and that little girl had almost died of hypothermia along the way. Just some of the risks some of these migrants take. But none of them get here without paying a smuggling organization or the drug cartels on the other side of the river. They'll often show up with cartel wristbands and they've told us in the past they have to pay thousands of dollars to get here on U.S. soil. Take a listen to what retired ICE agent Victor Avila had to say to us about the power of those drug cartels. The cartel not only put, controls the border of Mexico, in Mexico, they control the country. This is the part that people don't understand. They run a parallel government in Mexico. This is how powerful the cartels are. And then you take a look at this video right here. This is also earlier this week right here in La Jolla where we saw a mixture of migrants uh, being apprehended by Border Patrol. It was a mixture of runners as well as people who are voluntarily giving themselves up. Some brand new numbers from a DHS source as of this morning. Uh, just since October 1st here in the RGV sector, there have already been more than 157,000 migrant encounters. Again, Huge numbers just for three months in one single sector. Those numbers up 143% compared to the same time period last year. And back 147% compared to last year? This is because there's a welcome mat. I was down at the border, as I said, a week and a half ago. They're not afraid of America right now. They're not trying to get away from American authorities. They're actively seeking out and trying to find Americans in uniform, with Border Patrol on them, whatever uniform they can get their hands on, because once they get to America, they know we're not going to kick them out. Hell, we'll even let you with arrest warrants get onto airplanes and fly around the country. That's how little we are afraid of this scenario. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also know that the Biden administration is giving out pamphlets in Spanish telling people how to get legal representation so that they can stay in this country. You want to know, by the way, how bad things are at the border right now? It's so bad that even the Biden administration is 
not giving us the numbers. They're delaying the numbers month after month of what's going on at the border because it's so bad they know they can't even defend it. Back out here live, you mentioned that ICE report, which the federal government still has not released. Another thing they still haven't released are the official numbers for the month of December. Here we are pushing into late January. They still have not released the December apprehension numbers, though in a federal court filing, they know the numbers. They said it's about 178,000. If that turns out to be true, uh, calendar year 2021 is going to push over 2 million encounters in total at our southern border. Two million encounters at our southern border two million that's why they don't want you to know these numbers now they know the numbers and we know that from the court filing but they're not giving you these numbers right now because they know the numbers and they know how bad they are and they don't want people to be asking the president of the united states of america about these numbers there's also some other embarrassing news that has just broken that they also don't want you to know about The Department of Homeland Security has been forced to begin tracking migrants, illegal immigrants, through phones after losing track of 50,000 people. This is not a joke. The Biden administration now has begun tracking all illegal immigrants released at the southern border in the United States of America, seeking to reverse course after losing track of nearly 50,000 illegal immigrants that have been let go by Border Patrol custody under the chaotic circumstances because we are overrun at the border. Starting in the fall, the Department of Homeland Security opted to, quote, conditionally allow non-citizens to leave through a process called parolee. Three people familiar with the federal immigration operation have confirmed to the Washington Examiner, which is breaking the story. Under parole, migrants are still being discharged from Border Patrol facilities on the border. But their records have been digitally transferred to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the federal agency responsible for tracking non-citizens within our country. Now, this goes back to why, when I was at the border a week and a half ago, we were witnessing massive amounts of people coming across the border, more than I've ever seen when I've gone to the border before. They're not coming in like three or five or groups of eight or ten. They're coming in groups of 50 or 60 or 80 or 100 or 200. And and when they come across the border, they're asking you to call Border Patrol. They will look at you and ask you to to call Border Patrol. I'll give you an example. Where I was staying, one of the ranch hands has an outdoor kitchen. At the outdoor kitchen, he came home the other night and he finds an illegal immigrant in the outdoor kitchen eating tortillas. And he was excited to be caught, and he asked him to please call Border Patrol. Now, why would you be excited to be caught, and why would you want someone to call Border Patrol? Because they know that they're going to be released, and they're going to get help from the United States government, and they're going to get to stay in this country. That's why. They're, they're wanting to get caught. They're coming to the border, and they're looking for the King Airs that were flying over. They're looking for the Blackhawks. They're not scattering and running, folks. They're waiting on them. They know they're not going to get sent home. Now, they do know they have to get across the border to stay, right? That's, that's the holy grail. That's, that's what really matters to them is that they get to stay, and this is how they get to stay. Just make it across the border, and once you're in, you're in. That's what they're doing. That's all, they, that, that's all they have to do. They know that that is all that they have to do. 
So as soon as they get here, they're like, hey, we need Border Patrol, call, please call. Because they're not giving up. They've succeeded. That's the difference. In the past, if you were exhausted and you couldn't do it anymore, you know, in the past, literally, you would have people, this is not a joke, that would actually look at you and say, where's where's Houston? Where's San Antonio? Whatever city. And you'd be like, oh, it's like 600 miles that way or four, you know, how many days? They would ask you, days, how many days? Uh, It'd take you probably 50 days to walk it. And they would give up at that point. Like, all right, fine. Call Border Patrol. I'm going to go back home. I'm not going to die doing this. Now they're like, call Border Patrol, because they know if they tell you to call Border Patrol, that it is a victory instantaneously. It's a victory automatically at that moment. There's no downside because you made it. We've seen illegal immigrants hugging or trying to hug Border Patrol agents. Why? Because they know that once they see them, it is a victory. They have their mission accomplished. They get to stay, which goes back to this 50,000 immigrants have been let go by Border Patrol. Now they're trying to track them with their cell phones. Now the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the federal agency responsible for tracking the non-citizens within the country, say that, well, of those released, they have also been outfitted with ankle monitors or have installed an, a, a phone app that will allow authorities to keep tabs on them. Well, why don't they just change the cell phone? They're not stupid. If I can read this, they've got somebody else that can read it too. The Biden administration implemented the parole policy in an attempt to stop losing track of tens of thousands of migrants, as they did, by relying on them to check in with the government on their own, and that didn't work. Really? Wow. Had no idea that could happen. Until early in the fall, the Biden administration released many from custody with documents known as notices to report, a document telling them to check in with ICE once they reach their destination in the interior of the country. Of 100,000 released and told to report to ICE between mid-March and August, guess what? Half of them failed to check in. No. You mean the honor system with people breaking American laws didn't work? I'm shocked. They're doing this on purpose, folks, because they know they can fundamentally change this country. If you bring in enough illegal immigrants fast enough, you can fundamentally change this nation, and they know it. You give them the ability to vote, and it's game over. You will never be able to overcome this if you're a conservative or Republican candidate. The Democrats will own the Hispanic vote, the illegal immigrant vote, and all their family members once they give them citizenship, which is exactly what their plan is. That is their goal. That's the whole ball game. And they know it. They absolutely know it. Why do you think that this is happening at the border right now? It's been designed this way. They're not trying to fix the problem at the border. They're just trying to delay the data at the border so they can get enough people in here quickly enough so they can change this country forever. Now, even Jen Psaki was on Fox News Channel. She was asked about this border crisis, and it's a border crisis. And this is what she had to say to Bill Hemmer about the problem at the border. Yesterday, um, yet in 2021, we believe there were 2 million encounters at the southern border. Um, just blowing away all kinds of records. Uh, there does not seem to be much of a suggestion that, that the policy is going to change. Should we expect 2 million more encounters in the year 2022 now? 
Well, I'm surprised, Bill, as well, because it was a nearly two-hour press conference and people asked whatever they wanted, uh, including some crazy questions in there. But I will say, Bill, what the president's view is, is that we need to do more. We need to fix our broken immigration system. That means smarter security. Uh, at the border. It also means a more moral approach to how we're treating people when they come across the border. Now, some of those confrontations at the border mean we still have issues uh, in these countries that have been going on for a long time. This is why we see surges every couple of years, where people have challenging economic circumstances. Uh, by, the, by the way, I love how she says, oh, well, we see surges every couple of years. No, we do not see surges like this every couple of years. You guys put out a welcome mat and open up the border on purpose to flood the border and rescinded every single thing Donald Trump did. And you put a welcome mat out and now this is what you get. Total Southern border land encounters from 2020 to 2021. The number was up 278 percent. From 2019, it's up 77.5 percent. Two million encounters is what we're looking at this year, and they want to say it's not a problem. They don't believe it's a problem. They've designed it. And they're not, and we haven't done enough to address the root causes. That's part of what we're focused on as well. But we need- And by the way, they keep going back to the root cause. They keep saying, well, it's these other countries, and we need to fix these other countries, and we need to give these other countries money. And if we give other countries money, then they're going to, people will be less likely to leave and come to America. No, you, you can't fix the rest of the world. I think we've learned that in Afghanistan and Iraq. What you can do is protect your southern border and build the damn wall. And when you have a zero tolerance policy, which is what we had for four years under Donald Trump, people stop coming in record numbers. Why? Because they realized if they came here, we were going to send them back home. The only thing that changed is the guy who's the president of the United States of America. That's it. That is the only thing that changed. That's all that changed, folks. Nothing else besides that changed. That is what changed. And we rolled out a welcome mat. And we said, come on over. And now we are so welcoming that we allow you to use your arrest warrant to gain access to fly on a plane with everybody else in America. Meanwhile, if you're a trucker who's trying to bring in supplies and goods to the U.S. from Mexico or Canada, we won't even let you in unless you've been, quote, fully vaccinated. You can't make this up. So we'll destroy our economy and exacerbate the supply shortage clearly on purpose. We'll do that. No problem. We'll knock that out of the park right away. But on the other side of things, oh my gosh. Leave that border wide open. Let anybody come across that's got COVID, don't test them. Don't send them home. I hope every one of you will share this with your family and friends. Please hit that subscribe or auto download button so you can listen to the show every day. Please write us a five-star review and help us on the charts. It's vitally important uh, that you help us grow on the charts. So if you'll please do that by writing us a five-star review and I will see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.